You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. I am Martina Cunha, and you're listening to Backstage Talk. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Backstage Talk. Today's episode is really special for me because I have here with me two amazing friends that I met in 2022 uh, after a lot of engagement and a lot of interaction on social media. I first met them through Twitter. Then when I started going down the rabbit hole on TikTok, I started seeing their videos. And then we met in real life and it was a dream come true. I have here with me Ashley Hufford and Kate Reitenking. They're both theater influencers. They're both theater artists that have outside of theater day jobs. So Kate, Ashley, thank you so much for being here. I absolutely admire both of you. Um, so welcome to Backstage Talk. I'm really happy. I'm so, yeah, I'm so excited to be here. This is so fun. Thank you. So I know the two of you because you're theater influencers. Like I'm just going to drop that in. But who are each of you? Like, what What would be a 15-second introduction you would give someone about each of you? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> it's hard because I feel like the theater thing and the influencer thing are obviously connected, but, like, yeah. the theater thing existed, like, totally on its own before. Like, I, I was seeing... Probably not... No, I was seeing still, like, a lot of... I was seeing... I saw over 100 shows the year before COVID happened. Like... So it wasn't like, and I just wasn't, I wasn't posting anywhere. Like I was posting like my Instagram stories, but like, so it's weird. It's so, it's still funny to me that I'm like, oh yeah, like I do theater like content, but the theater love started a long time ago. <laughs> and you also work in politics, right? Yeah. So I, my day job, I'm a, a video producer. I run a video team for um, a like progressive nonprofit uh, and we're working on organizing towards the election because they're well every election but there's a lot of 24 is a big election so yeah. everybody vote <laughs> and kate um yeah so i'm kate ranking um <laughs> i guess also a theater influencer <laughs> it's so weird to say um like ashley my love of theater started way before i started posted it online but um I'm a software engineer by day and so seeing theater keeps me sane 
Uh, <laughs> and I love talking about it because in the world of software engineering, I don't know anybody else that loves theater as much as I do. And so there's not somebody that I can like go to the water cooler and start talking about this random off-Broadway play. Uh, and so, <laughs> so I started posting that online and that's kind of how that world opened up. So both of you literally ended up being theater influencers, but out of the blue, like by the grace of the universe, started talking about that on um, your stories on TikTok. And here you are, because both of you have a pretty big following now. Yeah, so I'll, I mean, not to jump in front of Kate, but I think both of us kind of have a similar story. We're like, during the, during COVID, we were at home. I was in I was living in Toronto at the time. I had moved up for work uh, to Canada in 2019, and I was living in an apartment by myself. And I had like two people I knew in Canada, and I was stuck. Um, and we were just at home all the time. And so I, the first video that I made that like went really like viral was like it was just a video of me like organizing my playbills, and because I, I had like a thousand, I mean not a thousand, but like no, like a lot, a lot of playbills. And so it was just like here's how I organize my playbills, and then that video got like. 300,000, which at the time was like, I mean, it's still a big number, but like at the time was like astronomical. Like I was like, who, well, who cares about this? Like I was just bored. Like I was bored at home and I was like, I have no one to talk to. So I'm talking to myself and then I'm going to post it on the internet. <laughs> and yeah, so it begins. Yeah, very, very similar story. Um, I started, technically I started TikTok before the pandemic by like a month um, because I, uh, I had an entirely different career. I was a supervisor at an attraction at a theme park. And um, because most of uh, the employees were like in that late teens, early 20s, they were all on TikTok and some of them had gotten big. And so I was like, oh, I'll be a supportive boss. I'll like go check it out. Um, and so I started, um, I started just browsing TikTok and I was like this would be a cool platform to talk about like to document my theater going because I'd only used Instagram before uh and so I did like three videos I think of like me going to Escape to Margaritaville and uh this play at the Geffen and <laughs> They were awful. They're still up online, so you can see them. They are the worst things I've ever created. And then uh, the pandemic happened, and I stopped that entirely, and I got laid off. I moved back home with my parents, and I was like, I'm going insane. So <laughs> I just started talking about theater because that was the only thing that I, you know, the only way that I could talk about theater. My 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 dad that I was living with at the time uh isn't into theater at all he doesn't know what I'm talking about so it just it just came down to trying to find a, a community and that's exactly what I found and um yeah my first video to kind of make it big was me ranting about how uh somebody had dissed Legally Blonde in one of my comments and how <laughs> it's a trash movie to musical remake. And so I went on this rant about how uh, even though A Little Night Music and Legally Blonde are both based off of films, they both have merit, even though they are very different. Um, and then that kind of, it did not do 300,000 <laughs> views. It was like, it was like 5,000. But for me at the time, I was like, what? Wait, that's when I that was when I followed you. I literally yeah. that was the video that I saw and I was like, well, this person follow. Like but okay, sorry. Funnier is that I also had TikTok I started TikTok right before the pandemic because I used to work in sports. And so my first viral TikTok 
was of Charlie D'Amelio dancing at the NBA All-Star Game. I just, it's like from the stands of the NBA All-Star Game. And I just was like, ha ha ha. I knew nothing about TikTok. I was like, this will do well because it's Charlie D'Amelio. And it like got like, like, I think I got like a million. It was the first TikTok I ever posted. But I just think it's so funny because it's Charlie D'Amelio dancing at the NBA All-Star Game. A classic. (laughs) <laughs> love that love that. So, just like my content that's what basically <laughs> what my content is now <laughs> I love that so what is your biggest theater hot take because we're talking about rants here from someone dissing a musical on tiktok but and it's like it's a pretty loaded question I know but feel free to fire the gun <laughs> I mean, I posted this one on Twitter uh, a few weeks ago, but my biggest theater hot take is that I don't think shows should last longer than 10 years on Broadway. I saw that and I was like, maybe it's true, even if it's our favorite shows, because you did that caveat. Yes. Um, Yes. And it was like, I love Wicked. Close it. Yeah, I love The Lion King, (laughs) but 25 years, I I hope to be at the 30th celebration, but yeah. We need the space. (laughs) No, exactly. And it's not even just the space. It's the I want regional theater productions of Wicked, you know? And maybe maybe I'd be okay if they lasted on Broadway longer if they were able to release the rights. You want the Uh, the Hamburg flying alphaba around the theater. Yes. Yes. I want, you know... I want Lion King in a black box with like finger puppets. I don't give me anything. Try something new. Um, but there's something so stagnant about just having the one production that you can go yeah. see. I know I haven't been back to Lion King since I was like, I think a freshman in college. I think I went for my 18th birthday and like, I kind of don't want to go back. Cause I feel like at the time it felt like so spectacular, but I'm like, now I'm like, you see like, life of pie and you see like milky white and you're like these puppets have like and they're still just puppets but i think we've come like so far that i feel like the lion king puppets i'm gonna be like oh no (laughs) i did just have to go see it again um because it was my it was my last broadway house um and i felt the same i was like i don't know if i want to go see it again because i saw like original cast it was my second broadway show ever it's such an imprinted memory but um I don't know. It was. It's kind of worth okay, going that's back. Okay, that's good to know. That is good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's definitely not as good as the first time you see it, but you know, it, it, you keep the the memories because I did the same yeah. ten years apart from my because Lion King was, was my first Broadway show, um, in two thousand eight, and then I saw it again in two thousand eighteen, and it was like it's a ten year difference. Of course, there are things that I was like. This is for children. But then again, I was like, this is Disney theatricals, right? Um, but it's one of my favorite shows. So, yeah. Um, Ashley, what would be your theater hot take? I don't know. I'm so bad at hot takes. <laughs> I really am because I, I just, I, the problem is for the most part, I really just like things. And so I think I, ha- I struggle coming up with like really scorching hot takes. Yeah, it happens to me too. <laughs> I know. I'm like trying to think. Well, c- come back to me. Let me think. Yeah, Let me think I, about we it. We will. We will. So you two have been pretty active lately in a conversation online about shows increasing their marketing efforts with influencers and how influencer marketing 
has affected the entertainment industry. So how do you think that has happened? How do you think that influencer marketing has affected shows, their engagement, our audiences? I mean, I think not to like, but like we led the way, like we started making content and then shows started seeing success and then shows started reaching out to be like, wait, we want you to make content for us. As opposed to like, I mean, and again, like we were doing, I've done, you know, a thousand videos for shows for free. Like I, I've actually, I don't think I've ever been paid. I've gotten tickets. I don't think I've ever gotten like paid to make a video, really. That it wasn't like that for a show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, and so I think that like when I hit like 25K, I think was the first time that someone was like, why don't you just send a show an email and see if they'll give you a ticket? And I was like, I can't do that. I was like, that's no one's going to give me free tickets. And then I did. And then they were like, yeah. And I was like, what? Me? <laughs> and it was wild. Like the first time that I went to like a Broadway show that like I had not paid money for, I was like, they're going to kick me out. Like they're going to realize <laughs> that I'm not the New York Times. They're going to be like, what are you doing here? Like, or like I went to DC six, like six months apart. And the first time I went, I bought tickets to four different shows. We went, we had a good time. The second time I went, I was like, I'm just going to email and like see. And I like emailed the Kennedy Center and I was like, I'd love to go see Oklahoma on tour. And they were, I was like, they're going to laugh at me because it's the Kennedy Center. And they were like, sure. Would you also want to see Mean Girls while you're here? And I was like, yeah. Why not? <laughs> and I was just like shocked. Like it was, and, you know, and I was just like, oh, me? Like, I don't know. It's still, every time a show that I really want to see reaches out, and I still am not great at it. Well, I, I tend to jump and buy tickets early and then they'll reach out and I'll be like, guess I'm going a second time. <laughs> but it is, it's very, it is a, a cool, still surreal experience. Yeah, I still can't reach out to shows. I've reached out to one and got turned down, but then I got to go see it for free the third time. So, you know, it, it comes around. I can't believe you don't reach out to shows. I mean, I don't. I will say I don't reach out to Broadway shows. I reach out to a lot of off-Broadway shows. Um, I reach out to a lot of regional houses. Not always. Like when I went to my LA trip, I just said like I wasn't reaching out to be like, give me Secret Garden tickets. Because I was like, they don't need me to, they're not going to give me Secret Garden. They don't need me to go see Secret Garden. Like it's already, people are seeing Secret Garden. Um, but yeah, I mean, the like so I'm seeing perfect the perfect crime on, a, oh, yes. on, on yes. Tuesday. Uh, which is the longest running show in uh, in the maybe the whole country? Unclear. So running for 36 years. It's their anniversary on Tuesday. Never been. And I was like, I was going to send them a note and be like, would love to come to your anniversary show. I've never seen the show. And within five minutes, they emailed me back and they were like, great, two tickets in your name. Come pick them up. See you Tuesday. Also, would you want to interview our lead? I was like, okay. <laughs> I love that. I love Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just think it's it's such an interesting development because uh, marketing firms have always used social media, right? But now it feels like in partnering with influencers, the content feels so much more organic. Like I feel like it's it's very different from uh, a show posting, um, you know, press footage mm -hmm. or um, B-roll at it's so much different than doing that when you have somebody just like in their living room talking about going to see a show or, um, you know, somebody that just relates to the average theater goer as opposed to somebody that's behind the scenes. And I think that there's definitely 
perks in doing both of those in you know showing the behind the scenes footage but also just getting people um to go see the show and showing like hey the audience for this broadway show isn't just you know seniors (laughs) who can afford it (laughs) yeah well the people that can go once a week to the theater Yeah. yeah yeah well and i also like to think that like you know all of like the people doing the text, like we're all coming from like, we all just love theater. Like my goal yeah. is I just want more people to see theater. So I'm like, I'm not like, I'm like, we're all on the same side here. Like I was like, yeah, like I, I want people to come see your show. Like, <laughs> and I want your show to find an audience. Like that's my goal because I love theater. And when theater succeeds, we all succeed. Yep. yep. I absolutely uh, love that you mentioned that um, because that is what I found online in another country um and it was that it was the community of people that loves theater and is boosting supporting uh, uplifting theater just because of that they don't have like a secret agenda behind agenda um more than i just want to promote theater and the art form with other people Um, And that is like something that a lot of brands and outside of the entertainment industry have been really wary about when using theater, um, when using influencer marketing. Right. Um, So, so yeah, I I cut you off. uh, Kate, what what are we going to say? I already forgot. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll remember at some point. Oh, um, just that. Uh, I also think it's smart for them to partner with us to offer us tickets because there are times, I mean, especially for someone like me that is, you know, going into a town uh, for a very limited time, I'm going to prioritize those shows that give me tickets. So there's definitely been shows that I've missed and haven't talked about at all because I just didn't get offered and my trip filled up. Um, And so I think it's, 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 it makes sense for them to partner with us because then they know we're going to go see their show and they know when we go see a show, we're going to talk about it with very rare exception. If I just hate it so much. And it's, I have no idea what you could be referring to Kate. Well, I made a video on that one, but there's a, there are, (laughs) there are shows that um, like, if it's a, if it's a, a smaller show that really depends on, uh, positive word of mouth and I really didn't like it I'll be like I saw this show but I won't do a full review video because I don't like to to talk negatively yeah. of you know off 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 Broadway yeah or... I feel that I feel that <laughs> I because I and I also I try to do it where I'm like if it's a show I see that I don't like like I'm like if you like these things you'll like this show like the one yes. that I can think of like the hangman that was on Broadway last season yeah. like was not a show for me it wasn't a, it wasn't that it was like even like a bad show it was just like it was not my type of humor. I don't enjoy watching people getting hung on stage. Like it's just not, was not my thing. But I was like, here's the thing. If you like dark British humor, I was like, you will very much enjoy this show. Like this show is not for me, but it is for you. It's for you. Like, and that's the kind of way I like to phrase things. Like, I don't know if this is not a hot take, but I, the idea is that I'm like, there's an audience for every show. Like someone, there's someone, someone's show that some show that you hate is someone else's favorite show. Yes. I agree on that because theater is a plethora of, 
a lot of things and we can all find a space within the community, which is, is a really interesting idea. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I want to know what is an example of a, one of your favorite, if not the best, piece of marketing that you've seen from a show. I, I mean, mine is that Shucked has turned New York City into Comic-Con, and I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. Um, I, You know, I'm from Southern California, so I've been to Comic-Con in San Diego multiple times, and they have captured that feeling over, like, the course of their entire preview period. Uh, they're on the street handing out free free buttons and free stickers. Uh, they had... They partnered with a popcorn food truck and were just like driving it around town and you could get popcorn. Um, they had, uh, you know, they, they were, were hiding cobs of corn around the city for free tickets. That's like when, <laughs> when I went to Comic-Con the first time, they were doing something very similar for like... Uh, it wasn't Avengers because Avengers wasn't out yet, but it was one of one of the first Marvel movies. And they were hiding like these gold bricks around uh, San Diego. And if you found a gold brick, you got like a bunch of prizes inside. And I was like, this is exactly what Shuck's doing. Uh, and I'm obsessed with it because it's, you know, it's a show that nobody knows anything about, um, despite the fact that they've posted their entire plot online. And... <laughs> um and they they're just making it something that you want to talk about and you want to go see like you want to be a part of it um and i i'm obsessed with everything that they're doing i really hope that they end up doing something for broadway con because i feel like like those those two things mesh so well um and i want broadway con to turn into comic con right like i want i want i want to i want to shuck theme like square dance party at yes. night. like that's what i want yes. like yeah, I agree. A, a corn couture like <laughs> runway, you know. A lot of uh, of the the uh, f corn food that they made fight each other online on the bracket thing. Like, let's yes. do it live. Let's find a, a winner live. <laughs> yeah, I would. It's a really good strategy if you think about it, because um, I seen I've seen their campaign on Twitter, on TikTok, on Instagram. And I have no idea what the show is about, yeah. but I'm just like, I got my tickets and I secured them. Yeah. Um, and if I like it or not, I know it's going to be anyway a good experience for me because they made the experience from the moment I engaged with them online. Yep. Well, and I think like I had friends visiting from Ohio who are like 
they're like not like I mean they're they like theater they're not like theater theater people um and the first thing they said when I saw them is they were like what is shucked and why is it everywhere in New York and then we like met at the drama bookshop the next day and they were like and the entire drama bookshop was like shucked themed like they had all of the art and who went inside they had like a set layout and they had props and like they were like what is this show (laughs) yeah and you Ashley any piece of marketing that pops into your mind no, I mean, that, Shocked is honestly a really good example. I will also say the Some Like It Hot event that um, we did a couple weeks ago was, like, amazing. And I think part of the reason is that they really focused on, like, smaller creators who they yeah. knew were going to, like, make content around the show. Because I think there's this, like, drive to want to, like, get the biggest influencers that you can find to, like, make content. And obviously, like, some of them will. Like, there are some theater, big influencers that are not necessarily theater influencers who will, like, go see a show and make a video. But there are also a lot that'll go and post like one Instagram story yeah. and then like, that's it. Where I felt, and a part of it was that like, I know, knew a lot of people at that Some Like a Hot event, obviously. But like, at my entire feed for like three days was Some Like It Hot content. Like, and I was like, yep. this is like, this is what you want. You want every single person to have like FOMO that you weren't at the Some Like It Hot event. I got FOMO. Like <laughs> I am, I think it's 3,000 or 40,000 miles away from New York. And I saw all of your videos and I was like, I want to be there. Like, I wanted to party with them. I wanted that umbrella. <laughs> like, I wanted yeah. to be part of that. It came in handy. Yeah. It came in <laughs> handy because a lot. Of, I saw a lot of you using that umbrella either that night or the day after. So I was yeah. like... It literally poured yeah. rain the day after. I was like, timing impeccable. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, it is. Like, and I... I still need to post a video for that event. <laughs> Before we wrap up, besides Chuck covering New York and some like it hot using smaller creators to boost the show or post about the show, what's a marketing risk that you've seen shows take that has totally paid off? Hmm. It's hard to like determine if it really paid off because... We don't ever get to see the numbers, the metrics, you know, Um, but I would say one of one of the risks that I think ended up paying off, at least until reviews came out, was inviting the influencers to bad the bad Cinderella press event. But like doing it through Andrew Lloyd Webber's Instagram, like that that already got that event trending before y'all even went to the event. Um, and the event was a press conference. It wasn't even an event. It was li- yeah. like it wasn't like it wasn't like it was literally a press conference. Like that's the funniest part was it was like come to this thing, and it wasn't like you got there and they're like here's a swag bag and here it was like enjoy this press conference. That's your hot take, Ashley. <laughs> I was I was sitting on the ground in Times Square, being like I'm at a press conference. <laughs> but you got the best angle so it paid off (laughs) i did and like the video of me being like i'm sitting on the ground in times square got also got like that got a million the lenady video got seven million or eight million like every one of the videos that thing like went nuts and it was wild i was like it's me to this day if i went on tiktok right now i guarantee you one of my last 10 likes is that video it's (laughs) like it's been october October and it's still every single day getting a like. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Let's see how long it takes me to get there. It's like 
within the first three seconds of swiping what somebody has liked this. Because it's so wild still. Oh, wow. Today it's a little bit only because I posted too much video content today. Oh, no, there it is. Two hours ago, someone yeah. liked the Bad Cinderella video. <laughs> wow. I, lo- yeah. I actually love that about TikTok, that it's not like strictly time-framed and the algorithm works in very very mysterious ways and content from six months ago is still alive on your feed it's well and it's crazy too because like like i posted the my play that goes wrong video like a couple like a week ago and then yesterday it suddenly it gets ten thousand views in an hour and i'm like it's been up for a week like what like it's out of nowhere and i'm like okay like i guess probably because neil patrick harris had just joined the cast and so like and and I was like, but I didn't, I wasn't at that show. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris was not at my performance. <laughs> the the one that I always love is, uh, and it'll probably stop now because he left the tour. But I had a video of me reacting to Chabeze becoming the official Orpheus that had like a clip of him singing. And every time the tour went to a new city without fail, there's a new group of people that were like, I just saw him in Cincinnati. He was fantastic. <laughs> um, and he did just leave. So we'll see if it, if it still hops up or. Yeah. Is that, that video is at 25 K and I posted it about well, like five days ago and it just yesterday I decided to like explode. <laughs> wow. Okay. Last question. What are your top five favorite musical theater shows? <sighs> I love both of your faces. <laughs> that, What's that, in my wall? Like, yeah, I, every, I love that every single guest when I ask this question is like, what do I have hanging on my wall? <laughs> there you go. There's... there's... I get, it's so hard to get it down to five. <laughs> I'm like, I could probably do top for me. I'm like, I can do like top three, but then it's like when oh. I get, when I get something, I'm like, but, but that one has to be there. And that one has to be there. Like, but I also feel like, but I also have like recency bias. Right. So like into the Wo- yeah. into the woods right now is like, which I've always loved into the woods, but now I'm like, Oh, it's my, because it's like, I, we, I just saw it like 10 times in the last year. Yeah. So now I'm like into the woods, like, it's on my arm. Like, <laughs> uh. I also get like like overexposure bias. Like, um, Into the Woods is a good one for me. Where it's I'll go through phases where I'm obsessed with Into the Woods, and then I'll be like, oh, I'm done with that for a little bit, and then I'll come back to it. Um, like I think my favorite song time right now is a little night oh, music. So um, yeah. That was that was one that I was because I had never seen it before. And then this summer, Kate and I saw it at um, Barrington, uh, and it like shot up into my top five Sondheim of all time. And I had like had never listened to a song, and I was like sitting in there, and I was like, I loved it. I mean, it's <laughs> the famous song, but I like, like yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, uh, every day a little death has been my top. Like that's my number one show tune for like decades so i feel like i have to i have to say a little night music um uh legally blonde is another one that's just really important to me i guess uh and probably hades town in the heights and like ragtime 
We'll go with those five. Okay. I love them. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, I would put Bridges of Madison County. Uh, I had to put a Jason in there. I thought about Parade, but I, I think I'm in the... Well, I'm seeing Parade again this week, so I, I'll, it might hop back in there. But um, Into the Woods, obviously Hadestown. Hadestown's probably number one as of right now. Yeah. Uh, I've forgotten every musical I've ever seen. <laughs> What's a musical? Um, I honestly might put Legally Blonde in the top five. It's definitely in the top ten. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then I'm staring at Songs for a New World, which is not technically a Broadway musical, but it's like the poster's right there, which is also Jason Robert Brown, but um, I'm boring um i'm like literally going back I'm like what did i see in the last two years that i can put <laughs> and you've seen a lot of theater in it's the last two years. it's insane i saw 200 shows last year yeah it was dumb um it's wild it's great it was oh merrily merrily's gotta be up there i love merrily roll along oh that's been in my top for a long time the problem is i think it's like everything right? it's people's like what's your favorite movie and i'm like what day is it that changes on the minute <laughs> right like like, like, I'm already like, oh, but what about Spelling Bee? Right. I love Spelling Bee. You saw Spelling Bee recently. I yeah. did, with only three people in, in the cast. There were more volunteer spellers on the stage yes. than there were cast Amazing. members. It was wild. Right, and then I'm, and then uh, I'm like, well, I, I was like, oh, like, I was like, waitress? Like, that's up there. I, like, non-ironically yeah. love Brigadoon. Like, I love, like, Oklahoma I love. Like, those are older musicals that I just, like, loved as a kid that, like, are always, like, shows that I, like, if I can see a production of Brigadoon, like, I'm going to go see a production of Brigadoon. Um, I know. I know. I know, Kate. It just, it's a show that I love. I, to be fair, I've never seen it on stage. Oh, okay. Well, then you, you can't, you can't talk about it until you've seen <laughs> Kelly O'Hara sing it at New York City That's Center. Fair. That's fair. Um, Next to Normal. Like, I love Next to Normal. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. You're in town's another one that I'm like I love that show. It's really good. I, I mean, love I, I've never seen a prof- I've seen like my summer camp did it. I've never seen like oh. a professional production do it. So that was a very long list of not any ordered musicals <laughs> that I enjoy, which is not exactly what you asked for, but I but fits. But even, you know, I would even put like like late like Lame is is probably in my top ten because I. Les Mis was a musical that I love so deeply. Like the way that I thought about Les Mis when I was like 15, like it's hard to like, I don't know, rent. Like the, like the, like, you know what I mean? Like I have this list of musicals that are good and that I love and then musicals that I just like love because they like at one point in my life meant a lot to me. Yeah. And yeah. so I think yeah. it's like hard. To choose. That's true. Yeah. Like rent was very important to me at a very specific right. time. Um, but then I look back on that time and I'm like, you didn't have taste. You didn't know better, Kate. <laughs> right. But if you talk. And I still love Rent, but. Right. Like I saw the Rent movie opening weekend three times. I saw it Friday, Saturday and Sunday of opening weekend, the Rent movie. And I thought it was incredible. I was like, this movie is so good. It's so good. Like I made everyone I knew. I, everyone. I was like, we're all going to go see the Rent movie. And I took a different group of friends. I took a different. Like. That but that was like, I'll never you know it's like you, that way you are in like when you're young and you just like love things so deeply. Yeah. The closest thing yeah. I can compare it to honestly was Diana in 
the December of 2021, where it was just like crazy, rabid love of for literally a week <laughs> of December because it closed the 9th. Like, it was- but it was a magical, magical. No, it closed the 18th. I, I know because I am 19th. Uh, it closed the 19th. Uh. Uh, I saw what close the night. Uh, I saw like? Diana the musical. Okay. I'm looking at the, uh, December 8th, December 18th, and December 19th. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. Well, <laughs> Ashley, Kate, thank you so much for joining me at Backstage Talk. I have loved this conversation. And before we leave, where can people find you? Where can people follow you and all your theater content on any, every streaming platform? Um, mine's e- easy because it's mostly just my name. Uh, so just Ashley Hufford or a- Ashley underscore Hufford. Um, now I'll let Kate spend the next five minutes telling you about all. Explaining us her handles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too true. Uh, okay. So on, on TikTok and YouTube, I'm theater's life, uh, theater with an R-E. Um, hot take, hot on- take, hot take. That's not how no. <laughs> You can spell it either way. I don't care. But if you want to find me, you got to spell it R-E. Um, uh, on Instagram, I'm Last Midnight. Um, and then on Twitter, it's just my name, Kate Ranking. Nice and simple. Um, yeah, those are all the important ones. <laughs> I love that. Again, thank you. Do you want to follow me on Mezzanine? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my mezzanine. We love mezzanine. I gotta yes. bring up my mezzanine followers. Problem is, I don't really rate theater theater on there. I just track it. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Same. Sometimes I'll remember to rate it later, but I at this point, it's just so I make sure I don't double book myself, because it's happened more than once. It happened to me literally next week, and but it worked out, because I, I, I bought tickets to Hadestown, and then I'm they invited me to go see um, the uh, Leanna play the one night only the eulogy approach i believe is the name um and i was like yeah i want to go and then i was like oh oops so i, I t- texted my sister and i was like do you want to use my id and get into he's down from tdf oh wait shh, don't tdf don't listen um, <laughs> it's gonna be way after this <laughs> um so i was like oops i double booked myself because i didn't lock it yeah yeah well thank you so much for being here i have loved this and i cannot wait to see you again in the city yes thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of backstage talk remember to follow us on facebook and instagram at backstage talk podcast Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.